Hello, this is Robert Rickover at Alexander Audio, and today my guest is Imogen Ragone, who's an Alexander Technique teacher in Wilmington, Delaware. And we're going to talk today about um, Alexander Technique negative directions, or sometimes they're called inhibitory directions. And uh, Imogen, welcome to the show. Oh, very glad to be here, Robert. So, Imogen, I know that uh, you've been exploring these, uh, exploring negative directions in your own teaching and for yourself for the last few weeks. And I thought it would be interesting to get, get some of your impressions about their usefulness or questions that have come up um, in terms of just how how they work or aspects of them. Sure. Um, and I know that you mentioned in an email to me, I believe this morning, that you had uh, helped a woman with her breathing uh, using negative directions. Maybe Could you maybe start with that? Sure. Well, you had mentioned in your last um, podcast, the one that you did with Amy Ward-Brimmer, mm-hmm. um, about using the negative direction, I'm not breathing, which, of course, needs some explaining. We're obviously not asking our students to hold their breath in any way. Um, It's um, more to do with that we're not controlling our breathing in any way. We're giving up that. That's that's how I'm thinking. Yeah. we're, Mm -hmm. We're just letting that process. It's encouraging that process just to go on on its own as it would without us interfering in any, Exa- in any way. Yes. Uh-huh. And um, I had a student um, um, earlier this week who, um, while she was on the table, and, you know, I've, I've usually with my students, I've um, maybe done a little bit of, you might call it body mapping or anatomy with breathing, helping them understand how the ribs are involved and the diaphragm um, and um, but it felt like she was sort of on there, on the table, like forcing her breathing. There was like a lot of noise and it just seemed like it wasn't very. And so I just thought, well, this seems like a perfect opportunity to have her try working with this direction. So I asked her to think, you know, and I explained a bit about it. I asked her to think I'm not breathing. And her breathing just absolutely calmed down. It quietened. It just was easy. It was it was lovely. Mm-hmm. And I have to say, I actually used it again with a student this morning who wasn't. It wasn't quite um, as um, an, as a extreme an example, but it it helped her a lot too. Yeah. Um, I mean, I... It, it just it just seems to. I think the. Sometimes maybe the and this is the good thing about these negative directions is sometimes and I've done it myself is that we get a direction and we want to really go with it so we're noticing those ribs move and we're really sort of getting into it you know or whatever the direction is we can really um, do it right. <laughs> and of course that's not what we want um, and um, and that's the beauty of these negative directions it's hard to overdo it. I'm not doing something. It it is hard to overdo. I I I think even with uh, even negative directions, which I think are really a cut above regular ones, and uh, but that some of the same traps are there. Yeah, it's, yes, it's not like you suddenly found the ultimate way of. No, it's not uh, <laughs> teaching, but it but they're easier to use for people, and they're as you say, people are less likely 
to try to overdo them. There's kind of hard to overdo a no it statement. It seems to me, and maybe I can have your take on it, that there's kind of two types of negative directions. Mm-hmm. There's a negative direction that is actually telling yourself really what you don't. Well, like, for instance, if I said to myself, I'm not tightening my neck. That's right. because I, I do not want to tighten my neck. That is right. absolutely what I... But we can also use them sort of like the I'm not breathing. We weren't mm-hmm. saying I don't want to breathe. We do want to breathe. We just don't want to be managing it and doing it in our habitual way. Exactly. Uh, and that seems to me more similar to if you sort of said to yourself, I'm not getting out of the chair or I'm not mm-hmm. walking. Mm-hmm. And it's really a sort of shorthand in that case for saying I'm not doing that particular activity in my habitual way. Exactly. That's exactly how I see it. That it's, you're basically telling your, your, the lower level processes in your system, maybe if you want to put it this way, uh, figure out another way to do whatever Mm -hmm. it is. And I use walking a lot with my students because it's, yeah, I've, they walk into my studio, they walk out, most people walk a bit during the day, and I find it's just an incredibly useful um, activity within which to explore these ideas. And, and I think anyone who listens could just could easily experiment with, while they're walking, uh, occasionally say to themselves, I'm not walking, and see if they notice a difference. And... Um, I pretty much always notice a difference right away. I certainly I've experiment with that with myself while I am walking, mm-hmm. usually on my daily walk. Um, right. And I usually feel or notice, maybe I should say, um, that something frees up when I think yeah. that. Um, I've used it in group classes when we've done a bit of walking um, mm-hmm. and had people experiment with it. And I have a sort of mixed... Um, mixed results if you want to call it that um some people report that they really felt like they were just walking in a a different way or it was felt lighter or easier or something like that which is of course exactly what we're looking for Mm -hmm. um it felt like some some people didn't know what to do with it um even though i sort of explained um this is not about not walking. <laughs> right. Um, uh, well, it I'm, reminds me a little of the way some te- some teachers in England, when I was there, would teach. Uh, were I, particularly, I'm thinking of Patrick McDonald, who would get you, would get you in and out of a chair, and you'd be standing there, and you say, "Okay, I'm gonna." I forget his exact uh, words, but he say, you know, "I'm gonna." I'm going to get you to sit in the chair, but you're going to say no, you know. And I think he was trying to get at that same thing. Yeah. Uh, the thing is that if you understood the game as a student, you could really just say no and not move anywhere. And of course, you didn't yeah. want that either. And I think he was. Tr- I think he was in a in a way that I think is less efficient than just straight negative directions, uh, getting at that same same idea. Um, and by the way, you know, we, uh, the, the kind of current popularity or growing popularity of negative directions, I think, owes a lot to 
uh, Missy Vineyard. Oh, her absolutely. Book. That's where I first came across them, right. and I love her book. So. But uh, uh, but um, we can find, uh, you can certainly find elements of it in Alexander's writing. I just came across uh, one of his aphorisms, and I think he's quoting a student. But the quote is, um, I see at last that if I don't breathe, I breathe. Uh-huh. I mean that is like, yeah. I mean that is it in a nutshell and I th- I think that Alexander I think he just didn't quite get to the point where he made uh negative or inhibitory directions explicitly a major part of his teaching and so they kind of in a way it kind of got lost maybe and well, I, I think Missy has you know she brought it back and and uh, most of the teachers that I've talked to um, who kind of learned about these on their own and are using them uh, will say I, I pretty much use them all the time now with my teaching. I can see why some people can get get confused, particularly in a group situation. Yeah, in a group. And, and you know, of course, it's always I always put it out there that we're just experimenting this with right. this and it's just to sort of notice if it has an effect or not, you know. Exactly, exactly. And I, I think, um, I, I, I know that when I've worked with groups and introduced negative directions, um, I, I have to do a little preparation for it, and I have to really, um, when someone seems to be having a little problem with it, I will ask them specifically, well, what were you just thinking? And a lot of times uh, they will say something that indicates pretty clearly that whatever they were thinking, it was not what you asked them to. I mean, that's true of directions in general. That's not unique. And so it's just, you know, it's worth it for everyone in the group to hear that and say, okay, we'll see how easy it is to slip into something else Mm -hmm. that may seem like. So, for example, if I say, well, as you walk, you know, think about, just say to yourself, I'm not tensing my neck. And then I asked, what were you thinking? Oh, I was really focusing on relaxing my neck. Uh-huh. You know, I mean, that is... So they weren't of, actually even doing... Right. And so I, what I do is I write out on a blackboard the phrase, I am not, put a dash, my dash. And then you, you can fill in the blanks. And I'll ask people in the group to suggest possibilities, and we'll run down. You can easily come up with a dozen for the first blank, tightening, tensing, squeezing. My favorite these days is compressing. I love I'm not compressing myself. I find that's incredibly useful self-direction. Somehow the word compressing... Yeah, uh, it has for me anyway. It's got a slightly different uh, effect than I'm not tensing myself, and I've been using it in swimming a lot also, ah. which is really really fun. It's interesting work for me working with um, negative directions around my neck because my neck has always. I mean, it's why I started Alexander Technique mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. neck pain and tension. Right. So it is rather a trigger area, if we can call it that. Um, uh-huh. Yeah. Even thinking I'm not tensing my neck, it's okay, but I don't even like the word tense to be, it's almost like I can get just drawn into that word tense. Does that make sense to you? Yeah, and and, um, and that's why you should, it's good. Yeah. I tell and, people have a gigantic bucket full of options. So I've, I've really use. kind of come to 
think like I I I was thinking like I'm not doing anything with my neck. Mm-hmm. I but it's sort of a bit long. Um mm-hmm. that seemed helpful. How about squeezing? I, Have you tried uh, squeezing? Yeah, but the, you know, you, you squeeze like... can be too again it's like something I might try and <laughs> or I've got too much of a tendency to want to do. How about compressing? Um, try that yeah, one. I'll try that. I'm not but compressing I've my like, neck. I'm actually like I'm not using my neck. Mm-hmm. Which is not true. <laughs> um, well, it falls but, into that other category yeah. of, uh, of uh, saying no to yeah. the activity. That seems yeah. From, yeah. You know, so it's, you know, again, it's all experimenting with those words that are most helpful to whatever individual is using them. Exactly. And I think one of the great strengths of negative directions is that it's um, once the student kind of gets it and has a few good experiences, you can kind of set them free to figure out their own ones. Um, I mean, there, there's, uh, as I said before, I like to, t- I like my students to have a gigantic bucket full of possible directions. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. That because at any point in time, sometimes you might be in a situation where you just don't want to do a lot of thinking about what the most useful direction is. You just like to grab from a small collection of of standbys, you know. Yes. Yes. Um, or but there are times when you you have the leisure to give a little thought to what you're noticing about yourself and tailor your direction. But as long as you're clear about the general framework and I really think that I am not statement at the beginning is is crucial. Um and all and also the my at the end or although you could have something like what you were talking about with your neck i'm not doing anything mm-hmm. uh that's a great one for <laughs> um for constructive rest i'm not doing anything or even i'm not doing yeah you know and i've tried i think you mentioned this in your last interview is i'm not lying down i'm not lying which on the was, table which yeah. or i'm not lying on the and that you know i was going well I never, but it, it did let that did let something go. It was re- very interesting, uh, and that comes yeah. directly from from Missy's uh-huh. book. And for a long time after I was exploring negative directions, I I didn't I didn't use that one because myself I I hadn't really noticed anything from it. And whereas the breathing, I m- immediately got good results but i did give a workshop recently and i thought well some some people asked about sleeping and whatever and i thought well why don't i just see what happens so i threw that one out i said you know try that tonight when you're in bed and people came back with the most amazing stories about how they felt like they were floating in air and I thought, okay, you know, just because yeah. I'm not that sensitive to it myself, I'm becoming a little more. But but it could also be because you don't need it in the same way. Could be, although I, you know, I still have some hidden tensions there. No. But uh, yeah, I know it seems impossible after all these years. But anyway, uh, yeah, I just think negative directions just open up all kinds of possibilities, and I think they're very empowering for students because. Mm-hmm. Uh, the students, I, I hardly ever have a student who doesn't leave after the first lesson without at least one or two negative directions that they can start to use as they walk out the door. Now, 
sometimes they'll come back for the second lesson and they'll have complicated them in some way, you know, just as with any kind sure. of direction. But I'd say the rate of complications is lower with negative directions. And yeah. they're just, I don't know, I find my students really like them in a way that I have to say, I didn't get that enthusiasm uh, earlier with suggesting that students self-direct you know it was more they would come to a lesson to get fixed which i would discourage them from doing but some did and now i don't find that's how it plays out anymore they come they come uh they come wanting more more ideas for self-directing they still like the hands-on work i mean you know i do all the traditional stuff but they, um, their, their real passion these days is how can I refine this? How, what are some other options? What, um, you know, how can I use it in this situation? And yeah, that's to me that's, a very different uh, kind of teaching, yeah. and it's exactly what I want to be doing because I don't want people to just come and get and get Absolutely. fixed up. Absolutely, I'm with you there. Um, one other thought occurred to me is the sort of the way we think mm-hmm. the any direction actually um um but maybe uh, i don't know whether it's especially the not direction um but to just i mean missy vineyard talks about um placing it in this sort of area at the front of your mm-hmm. um which i <laughs> interestingly i had a lesson with her um at the agm um, in Las Vegas um, last summer, mm-hmm. and we found that I was using my neck, strangely <laughs> enough, to go up to my attic, as she calls uh-huh. this place. Uh-huh. You know, um, so I was trying, you know, hopefully just a little bit, but you know, um, yeah. The, the, but I, I find it more useful just to, um, um, or at least initially, just to sort of ask people to think it very sort of lightly or gently. That yes. We, we're not yes. judging afterwards how well we did or not, or which is different from noticing. Right. Uh, right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I try to I try that. to frame everything pretty much mm-hmm. as an experiment. Let's just see what happens, and if you get a good result, you, you might want to tr- use it again sometime. And over time, you're going to learn what what works and what doesn't. But yeah, I agree that any directions, whether they're just classic Alexander ones or negative ones, um, the lighter they're delivered, as it were, the better. I spend a lot of time working with students, usually right in the first lesson or two, with the whole issue of lightness. Mm. And um, because in our society, people... Uh, generally things that we think about lightly are kind of vague things you know like what a nice day it is today and anything very specific um tends Ah. to be more of a concentration you see the little Mm -hmm. furrows in the in the Uh forehead and and you know kind of a fixing on something and i and i say this is not something to fix on this is something to gently ask yourself and to absolutely know ahead of time that you're going to forget it almost right away. Don't worry about that. That is not a failure. But when you notice that you've forgotten it, just gently bring it back again. Mm, so I, nice. I, I tell people ahead of time, um, forgetting it, forgetting what, what your intention was and noticing that, that's a huge success. 
because now you have a, a choice point and you can you can um, just bring it back very lightly. So there's not and there's not really a failure option built into that system, yeah. you know. And I think this sort of light thinking mm-hmm. almost does go to this place that Missy's talking about mm-hmm. when we're thinking light. It, it just happens. And she's really talking about the front of, of prefrontal, the prefrontal cortex, cortex is it? I, I believe, I, yeah. Yeah, don't ask me too much about the anatomy of it. Yeah. That's not but, my um, forte. Yeah. Well, anything else you want to say about uh, negative directions? Um, I think we've covered quite a lot. I think we're good. Excellent. Well, uh, anyone out there, student or teacher, um, give it a try. In the earlier interview with Amy, I went into a little more detail with them, and this interview will be posted right below that, so you'll be able to you'll be able to learn pretty much all you need and i i certainly recommend buying missy's book it's an excellent um absolutely it's, it's an int- it's an excellent introduction to the technique on many levels uh but one of them is this whole area of negative directions which she kind of sneaks in there she doesn't really make a big deal of it in a way but there it is so imogen thank you so much for being on the show oh you're very welcome this was good <laughs>